Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. This is Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast. My name is Adam Rubichek. With me as always is Derek Twistak. Hey, hey. And Aaron Fleming. What is happening? ¿Qué pasa? Oh, ¿qué, qué, qué, pasa, qué pasa con ustedes? Ya vamos. ¿Eso mejor? ¿Mejor para ti? So today... Uh, we are coming in with our second mini episode about um, individual accountability. And so last time we talked a little bit about the theory and some of the research, the historical basis for including individual accountability within cooperative learning. But today we're going to take a little different tact and we're going to talk about some of those observables. So if you were uh, the teacher in the classroom, how would you know that your students are actually accountable for the materials that they're learning when they're in a cooperative group? Or if you were just walking down the hallway, how would you know that those students were really on task and responsible for their own learning? So I know, Aaron, you do a lot of thinking about, about this. I do some thinking about some things, maybe. But yes, I some have of the thought time. about this. Some of the time. Some of the time. Yeah. But uh, I, know Der- I know Derek will talk in a little while about um, some of the things that we can do as far as that monitoring, intervening, and assessment evaluation. But what I really want to talk about is if we're going to have students each held accountable for their piece so that, again, to recap from our last episode, if every student is going to hold a piece of whatever activity that they're doing, whatever task, whatever goal they're trying to meet with their group, that their specific role, their specific part is just as important as the next person's to achieve the success in the group. It's that, you know, we're sinking swimming together, but I have to do my part, right? So we have to teach them. We have to teach them what that is. And I think that the looks like and sounds like model, it gives us a great opportunity to assess and give feedback, but it also gives our students the necessary structure and the the ability to know what it really is to be individually accountable for something. So So if we start to talk about uh, our looks like and all of our looks like in terms of our essential elements, if we were to stand in the hallway and peer into a classroom, how would we know that students are individually accountable for their part? In addition to our need to be able to monitor and intervene and assess individual accountability in the classroom, we need to define what that is for students. We need to show them what it looks like and what it sounds like. And I think that after a little bit, our our looks like might all kind of morph together, whether or not we're talking about what individual accountability looks like or positive interdependence, what it looks like we're going to see some similar things. We're going to see if we were to stand out in the hallway and look into a classroom, we're going to see students doing things like dividing resources appropriately. I might see if Derek has a Chromebook, maybe Adam has a big piece of paper with a marker and I have a book that I can pull some research out of so that each part of our process, I have a resource, you have a resource, someone else has a resource that's critical to accomplishing our goal. We're going to see things like, you know, physical engagement. We're going to see heads nodding, good posture, knee to knee, eye to eye. These are all things that we're going to see that students are doing. Um, Mouths moving, 
when we get more into some specifics of what does it sound like when students are individually accountable, we're giving we're giving students some quotes, some direct quotes. We could even put them up again on the wall in a poster so that when we remind our students, hey, as we begin the activity today, remember you, you each have your own part and I want you to feel accountable for your part, that your part is critical to the success of your entire group, that you're gonna sink or swim together. So those quotes, if I were to just stand in the middle of the room with my eyes closed, what would I hear students saying? I would hear them asking each other lots of questions, that's for sure. Not just contributing their ideas, that's probably the easiest part, but definitely I'm gonna hear some questions. And those questions are gonna be engaging questions and engaging their group members. So if they perceive that someone isn't being individually accountable for their part, it might say, well, Hey, I found this out about my part of our activity. Well, you know, Derek or Adam, what do you think? How does your information relate to our end goal here? What, what might you add? Um, do you agree with that last statement? So we're gonna look for consensus type questions. We're gonna look for probing questions, but in the grand scheme of things, we're trying to get students to be able to hold each other accountable for doing our own part, but in a way that's acceptable instead of, hey, Adam, uh, let the Instagram go, dude. You know, Derek, um, I know you're huge on uh, Snap, so let's put it away, you jerk. No, it's how can we accomplish that, you know, by doing it the right way. And I think some of these, these questions are going to help us do that. So that's what we're going to be listening for. And that's what we're going to tell students we want to hear. I think the positive positive promotion is like really important in cooperative learning completely and especially individual accountability. We're asking kids to hold each other accountable so that when they're in, so that they can be individually accountable um, to the group. Um, it really is like helping kids buy into that sink or swim together kind of thing. And I think that's one of the things that I learned most from the Johnsons um, is, is that idea that being positive is is the, probably one of the most important things that teachers can do um, and can remind children or students to do to one another. And even having students remember that they're responsible for each other's learning. What's the strategy, ask three before me? That or, is exactly it, three so before me, yeah. So, so if you think about the strategy, ask three before me, where the students need to make sure that their classmates are also stuck on the same point that they are before you come to the teacher. And uh, one of the things I always did in the lab was, if you come up to me with a question, make sure that you're bringing your entire lab group with you, because that way I know that you've exhausted your sort of internal resources and that, that when you're coming to me, it's not because you didn't talk to each other. And the number of times where the entire group comes up, one student would ask a question, and then group member number three over at the end said, oh, this is how you do it. And everyone kind of puts their head down and just walks back because they, they got the point of they needed to come ask me together, but they didn't get to the point of talking to each other. So really getting students to see each other as resources and seeing each other as um, valuable members of the group. I think that's, that's one of the things that individual accountability can accomplish. I think that that's some of the things that are missing from what cooperative learning is trying to accomplish. Um, 
is the individual accountability is really helping you become a more independent learner. So if you can acquire some of these skill traits, you can become a more independent learner. And when you need others and when you need to rely upon others, you know how to engage other people. And you know that one of the greatest ways to learn is to learn from others. So it really is, is really fostering more of an independent learning kind of um, strategy or uh, theorem about how I accomplish getting information. I don't just get it by Googling. I, I go and I have conversations with people and I engage in that and I really care about what they have to say. Well, and I think this brings up a really good point that when we talk about cooperative learning, you know, we automatically think, and I get so many questions from teachers, well, I have to have them in a group all the time, every activity, doing everything together. Well, there's such a great balance uh, between individual learning and, you know, that collaboration piece with, uh, with the group. So the more that we can teach students, you know, that individual piece and that once, once they, they grasp what they need to do individually, then they bounce that off of their group and vice versa and they can count each you know, count on each other. That's a big piece. It's that relationship between individual learning and group learning. So I think that that's a good stopping point for us. Um, next episode, we are going to look at how do we actually build structures within the classroom to build that, in, that individual accountability? How do we make sure that our students are learning and they're not, in fact, social loafing? So until then, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons license, copyright 2021. Theme music, courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.